Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Welcome back to the Protecting Your Profits monthly podcast. I know Zach and Jane held down the fort last month, but I'm glad to be back. Since Zach welcomes Phil Taylor, a business consultant with Ag Choice Farm Credit, onto this month's Protecting Your Profits webinar to talk about the importance of business planning, we didn't get to have our normal Protecting Your Profits call this month. So with that in mind, Zach, I know you wanted to take this month's podcast to review some of the March USDA data for the United States and Pennsylvania that you would have normally reported on in your webinar. So, yeah, Emily, that sounds good, and that's right. Uh, Phil did join me uh, earlier this week for the uh, webinar, and he did present some excellent information about business planning and and how business planning can help set help you set business goals and provide a path to reach those goals. So you can you can view that webinar by searching for the Center for Dairy Excellence Protecting Your Profits on at least on Google. Google, uh, if you search on Google, then uh, the Protecting Your Profits resource webpage comes up as the first link and you can access April's webinar in addition to previously archived webinars um, from from there. So with that, Emily, let's just go ahead and, and uh, jump into it. Sounds good. So for starters, the trend since last June has been increased cow numbers and milk production each month. Did that trend continue through March? Yes, Emily, it, it, it did. U.S. cow numbers increased uh, slightly, about 1%, to uh, 9.468 million head. And with that, production also increased 1.8% to uh, uh, 19.7%. Five billion pounds of uh, total production for the month for the month of uh, March. Uh, March year-over-year year production indicates that uh, there is production growth, but however, it has slowed slightly compared to February, when when production grew a little more than two percent year-over-year. Behind growing cow numbers and increased production, the USDA now pro projects that 2021 milk production will total nearly. 228 billion pounds, or 1.8% or, uh, more than uh, 2020's actual total. Cow numbers in March continued to grow despite an increase in, in, dairy, uh, in dairy cow slaughter. Dairy cow slaughter in the month of March increased 5% to 302,200 head. Interesting. So is the same trend occurring in Pennsylvania then? Unfortunately, Pennsylvania tells a, a little bit different different story. In general, since June, Pennsylvania cow numbers have been decreasing. However, uh, production per cow has has increased enough to keep total production growing year over year. However, in March, even though milk production did still slightly grow about uh, 0.4 pounds per cow per day, it was not enough to offset the 10,000 cow drop in the state's uh, total herd size to keep, uh, thus Pennsylvania was not able to to keep total production growing. 
March, Pennsylvania cow numbers fell to 400, excuse me, fell to 475,000 head compared to March, March 2020's 285,000 head. But uh, the one one good thing to note that even though we did uh, uh, we are down 10,000 cows from last year, this is the third month in a row that uh, Pennsylvania has been able to maintain 475,000 head. The uh, the 0.5 percent increase in in per cow milk production equates to about uh, four pounds per day per cow. Okay, yeah, it would definitely be nice to see Pennsylvania be able to stabilize cow numbers and start growing its herd again. Um, so with all of that production growth across the country, how would you say that's affecting dairy product production and stock? That's a good question, Emily. In general, both the dairy product production and dairy product stocks are increasing. March butter, cheese, and powder production numbers won't be released until the 1st of May, but February saw butter production contract a slight 1.3% compared to February 2020, while cheese production rose just over 1%, and non-fat dry milk production increased a uh, pretty significant 17%. On the product stock side, March butter stocks grew over 14.5%, and cheese stocks almost 7%. Again, uh, powder powder information won't be released until Till the beginning of uh, May, but uh, for March, but February powder stocks were up over eight and a half percent. That that does make sense. That with increased milk production, we have increased dairy product production. I know you've told me before that increased sales can sometimes offset increased production, but it does look like overall dairy product inventory is growing. In general, that doesn't usually bode well for dairy prices, does it? You're right, Emily. Generally, it can be a recipe for disaster, but there are several things going on right now that are actually improving dairy product prices, thus farm gate milk prices, and uh, we'll we'll get into some some more of that, some more of those reasons here in a bit. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I know you usually give us a snapshot during your webinar of what demand looks like, so can you tell us if strong demand is one of the things that's actually helping milk prices? It certainly is helping milk prices, especially uh, for butter and powder. Unfortunately, March demand data uh, will not be published in, until mid-May, but the most recent results show that February butter disappearance was up over 22% compared to last February. Although both domestic usage and exports contributed to the increased butter disappearance, the amount of butter exports pales in comparison to how much butter we use domestically. Butter exports more than doubled compared to last February, but only represented an increase of about 4.1 million pounds. Domestic butter disappearance grew about 20%, but represents, represents an extra 26.4 million pounds of butter usage compared to a year ago. On the cheese side, cheese disappearance decreased in February by 1.4% compared to a year ago. It's uh, not much lower, uh, so sort of sort of uh, even with last year. But uh, the small uh, decrease was mainly driven by by reduced domestic usage uh, here in the United States, and a lot of that has to do with uh, food service uh, uh, sales still being down compared to pre-COVID-19 pandemic uh, uh, amounts. 
Interesting. Well, you've sort of set the stage for us to move into product prices. So what do product prices look like right now, and how do they compare to our international competitors? Well, in general, our, our uh, product prices are, are lower uh, and thus more com competitive on an export market uh, compared to, to international prices in March. Our March butter price is uh, uh, although up 5% to $1.72 compared to 2020. Uh, it's still lower than the global dairy, dairy global dairy trade price of two dollars and seventy nine cents, and the European Union price of two dollars and nineteen cents a pound. Cheese price is down just over two percent from March twenty twenty, uh, from a dollar seventy five reduced down to a dollar seventy one per pound. But this is still uh, quite a bit lower than the global dairy trade price of a dollar ninety three and uh, slightly more uh, but comparable, I would say, to the EU price of $1.66. And on the powder uh, side of things, March nonfat dry milk price increased 14% uh, to $1.17 a pound compared to $1.03 a year ago. And again, uh, this is lower than the global dairy trade price of $1.52 and uh, uh, just slightly higher than the European Union at a dollar twelve. Okay, so if we take into account increased milk production and dairy product production, it seems like milk prices are better than we might expect. But it also explains why most of our prices are cheaper than our international competitors. So, how do these prices translate to the class three and four prices that actually determine farmers' pay price? Despite the growing stocks and increased uh, production milk futures are actually increasing, um, and and uh, and that's of course good news uh, for dairy farmers. But the uh, based on April 26 uh, close of business prices, the 12 month average class three price is up a dollar and three cents per hundredweight from the end of March, and uh, that average is now 18 dollars and 74 cents a hundredweight. Class four has improved even uh, uh, better than class three. three. Uh, the 12-month average class four price is up a dollar twenty-one uh, versus the end of end of March, and uh, that average price is currently, or as of April 26, closing prices seventeen dollars and eight cents a hundredweight. Okay, that's that's good to know, but how exactly is milk price able to increase when the market doesn't? Um, necessarily support increasing milk price. Why do you think that is? I think there are several factors going on right now that are helping to prop up prices despite production growth and, and increasing cow numbers. Uh, one of those is the food box, the food box program, the farmers to families food box program that Trump, uh, the Trump administration started last year, continues to prop up class three. And although the uh, uh, the current administration has announced that the food box program will be discontinued at the end of May, uh, they are uh, planning on uh, in still buying uh, dairy products, purchasing dairy products to get to America's Americans in need uh, after the May May uh, food box program expires. With uh, direct purchases uh, of of dairy products and then uh, the uh, reimbursing processors that donate uh, uh, dairy product to 
food banks and, and the like through the, the new uh, milk donation program. And then another another reason is domestic retails retail sales remain strong. And while food services while food service sales are approaching pre pandemic sales, that also helps. I know I, said, I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that cheese is down because of food service, but those numbers are finally coming back, and, and the latest data shows that uh, um, food service sales are the best they've been since the pandemic started, and, and uh, food service like restaurants and, and uh, places like that use a lot of butter and cheese. So this increase in, in uh, food service sales are helping to increase the demand for, for butter and, and cheese. And of course, with cheap, cheap domestic price, exports are doing really well. February exports experienced year-over-year year growth for the 10th month in a row, and other international markets have less ability to supply the world with dairy products, whereas uh, we can. All these factors, and I'm sure there are probably others as well, are, are helping bolster current milk prices despite uh, increased production growth. Thanks, Jack. That's really great information. Um, so let's move into risk management really quickly. What do current dairy margin coverage projections look like? Well, the most recent recent margin announced is the February margin. March March's uh, margin won't be announced or won't be available until um, uh, April the 30th. So there's still a few days out, a couple of days out from that. But uh, the February dairy margin coverage margin as as many of the list, listeners may already know, was announced at $6.22 a hundredweight, which triggered a $3.28 per hundredweight payment at the uh, at the maximum uh, margin coverage of $9.50 a hundredweight. And this, this payment equals about uh, uh, $2,600 per 1 million pounds of production hi history up to that 5 million pound production history cap. So very, very significant money, uh, especially on on uh, the farms with uh, the higher, closer to five million pounds. But it's, I mean, it's all it's all scalable, so it's all relative. So uh, uh, two thousand six hundred dollars is is a, a good chunk of change to help uh, uh, in low milk times as we're we're currently having. The uh, current projection. Current projections still show that even though milk prices are increasing, that DMC will potentially pay every month this year. Uh, the uh, feed cost side of that margin continues to uh, uh, increase with uh, increasing soybean meal and, and uh, corn prices and, and alfalfa hay prices. And that's, of course, uh, takes up some of the increased, offsets some of the increased milk price. But based on April 6 projected feed costs, the DMC for 2021 sets a U.S. all milk price floor of an average for the year of $21.02 per hundredweight, which is which is a high high floor. As a matter of fact, the last time the U.S. all milk price averaged over $20 was uh, during 2014, when when uh, uh, milk price was was basically the highest uh, it had, had had ever been. So that uh, $21.02 per hundredweight price floor roughly equates to a $19.78 Class 3 milk price floor based on uh, the difference 
of class three and and between class three and the US all milk price being a dollar twenty four less than the class or the excuse me, the US all milk price. And then uh the April twenty six futures show an average class three price of eighteen dollars and forty cents a hundred weight. So comparing the uh milk price floor nineteen seventy eight to the current class three futures price average of eighteen forty one suggests that uh, uh, DMC is not done paying out for the year, although, of course, nothing is guaranteed until margins are announced. Yeah, well, it sounds like the DMC program is really shaping up to be um, an important income source for those who enrolled this year, so that's good. Um, What about dairy revenue protection? What can you tell us about that? And with milk prices increasing, would you say DRP policy is looking better? Yes, uh, DRP policies uh, are are looking better. Better uh, you, right now, uh, you can set uh, decent Class three and Class four price floors. But uh, as I've explained uh, um, in previous webinars and uh, perhaps podcasts, volatility drives those premium prices. So even though decent uh, floors can be set, the premiums are are relatively high right now. Uh, uh, compared to when the program first started when, when markets weren't so volatile. But even though, uh, premiums are, are high, it still merits looking into the policies to, to, to see if, uh, uh, if you're willing to spend the money it takes to set, uh, set a milk price floor, um, um, during these, these, uh, increased prices in case something was to happen to, send that price south again. So uh, right now, just to give you an idea of, of the floors that you can, that can be set with uh, dairy revenue protection, 100% class three policy protected at the uh, 95% uh, price level, can be purchased to set a floor price from uh, $18.65 for uh, the third quarter of 2021 down to a floor of $16.92 a hundredweight in quarter three of 2022. And, uh, uh, but uh, unfortunately, those those premiums are going to cost anywhere from $0.30 cents a hundredweight, hundredweight up to $0.47 cents a hundredweight to, uh, to set those floors. So uh, decent, decent price floors, uh, but it's, of course, up to uh, between you and your, your your insurance agent as to whether or not those premium prices are are worth paying to set those those good price floors. On the class four side, 100% class four, 95% price protected policy can be purchased to set a class four floor between $16.55 and $16.73 a hundredweight, depending on which quarter you're looking at and uh, those premiums are going to are a little bit cheaper but still pretty pricey at uh, 29 cents a hundred weight up to 44 cents a hundred weight again pricey uh, but can help protect uh, some of your revenue if, if dairy margin coverage doesn't adequately protect your cost of production or if you're you're looking at uh, uh, setting a floor for for some of, of your milk price going forward and into next year Third quarter 2021 policies will be available until June 15th, 2021. After that, the sales period will move to uh, quarter four 2021 to quarter four 2022. 
So Emily, I believe that is the bulk of what I wanted to cover this month. Prices are certain, certainly looking better, and, and of course, I hope that trend continues. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you, as always, for being such a wealth of information. And for everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And if you're enjoying these, maybe even share it with a friend. And um, thank you for listening. I I hope you enjoy the spring weather. Um, I'm sure everyone's busy, and we will be sure to talk to you next month.